Welcome to Lit Reading. I'm Don McDonald. Looking for more information on the podcast? Visit litreading.com. Now please bear with us as we pay the bills. Our story begins shortly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Lit Reading. I'm Don McDonald. We all have our own particular foibles and phobias. Today's story, though, focuses on one man whose greatest fear is of banks. In My Financial Career by Stephen Leacock. When I go to the bank, I get rattled. The clerks rattle me. The wickets rattle me. The sight of the money rattles me. Everything rattles me. The moment I cross the threshold of a bank and attempt to transact business there, I become an irresponsible idiot. I knew this beforehand, but my salary had been raised to $50 a month, and I felt that the bank was the only place for it. So I shambled in and looked timidly round at the clerks. I had an idea that a person about to open an account must needs consult the manager. I went up to a wicket-marked accountant. The accountant was a tall, cool devil. The very sight of him rattled me. My voice was sepulchral. Can I see the manager? I said and added solemnly, alone. I don't know why I said alone. Certainly, said the accountant and fetched him. The manager was a grave, calm man. I held my fifty-six dollars clutched in a crumpled ball in my pocket. Are you the manager? I said. God knows I didn't doubt it. Yes, he said. Can I see you? I asked. Alone? I didn't want to say alone again, but without it the thing seemed self-evident. The manager looked at me in some alarm. He felt that I had an awful secret to reveal. Come in here, he said, and led the way to a private room. He turned the key in the lock. We're safe from interruption here, he said. Sit down. We both sat down and looked at each other. I found no voice to speak. You're one of Pinkerton's men, I presume, he said. He had gathered from my mysterious manner that I was a detective. I knew what he was thinking, and it made me worse. No, not from Pinkerton's, I said, seeming to imply that I came from a rival agency. To tell the truth, I went on as if I had been prompted to lie about it, I am not a detective at all. I have come to open an account. I intend to keep all my money in this bank. The manager looked relieved, but still serious. He concluded now that I was a son of Baron Rothschild or a young Gould. A large account, I suppose, he said. Fairly large, I whispered. I propose to deposit $56 now and $50 a month regularly. The manager got up and opened the door. He called to the accountant. Mr. Montgomery, he said unkindly loud. This gentleman is opening an account. He will deposit $56. Good morning. I rose. A big iron door stood open at the side of the room. Good morning, I said, and stepped into the safe. Come out, said the manager coldly, and showed me the other way. 
I went up to the accountant's wicket and poked the ball of money at him with a quick, convulsive movement as if I were doing a conjuring trick. My face was ghastly pale. Here, I said, deposit it. The tone of the word seemed to mean, let us do this painful thing while the fit is on us. He took the money and gave it to another clerk. He made me write the sum on a slip and sign my name in a book. I no longer knew what I was doing. The bank swam before my eyes. Is it deposited? I asked in a hollow, vibrating voice. It is, said the accountant. Then I want to draw a check. My idea was to draw out six dollars of it for present use. Someone gave me a checkbook through the wicket, and someone else began telling me how to write it out. The people in the bank had the impression that I was an invalid millionaire. I wrote something on the check and thrust it at the clerk. He looked at it. What? Are you drawing it all out again? He asked in surprise. Then I realized that I had written fifty-six instead of six. I was too far gone to reason now. I had a feeling that it was impossible to explain the thing. All the clerks had stopped writing to look at me. Reckless with misery, I made a plunge. Yes, the whole thing. You withdrawing your money from the bank? Every cent of it. Are you not going to deposit any more? said the clerk, astonished. Never. An idiot hope struck me that they might think something had insulted me while I was writing the check and that I had changed my mind. I made a wretched attempt to look like a man with a fearfully quick temper. The clerk prepared to pay the money. How will you have it? he said. What? How will you have it? Oh, I caught his meaning and answered without even trying to think. In fifties? He gave me a fifty-dollar bill. And the six? he asked dryly. In sixes? I said. He gave it to me, and I rushed out. As the big door swung behind me, I caught the echo of a roar of laughter that went up to the ceiling of the bank. Since then, I bank no more. I keep my money and cash in my trousers pocket and my savings in silver dollars in a sock. I had never read Stephen Leacock until quite recently, and his stories, while dated, are quite fun. In fact, there was a time when more people had heard of the Canadian author than had heard of his home country. For more than a decade, in the early 19th century, he was the best-read English-language author in the world. Thanks for listening to Lit Reading. I hope you enjoyed this short, short story, and we'll have more to come in future episodes. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend or two or ten or a thousand, if you know a thousand people. And if you get a chance and you like what you hear, please leave a review. They brighten my day. Also, if you have kids or grandkids, you might want to have them listen to Read a Storis, short stories for kids. Thanks again for listening. I'm Don McDonald.